0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello. Welcome back to FixTheNation.com. John Jensen, one more time, coming to you on this 100 hard days till the election, down to what, day 95, 94, something like that. Um, the clock is ticking. Yes, we have months and months and months left, but we have a big decision to make. And kind of give you a little platform about what FixNation.com does. I've uh, been here about five years. Um, On the radio, the website kicked it off, FixNation.com, obviously. Um, A couple different books, Why Go Conservative, One Grand Bargain, which is a fiscal uh, crisis solution, Um, and, of course, the book called FixNation.com. We are solution-based. I am a solution-based premise. And I try to have a big dose of reality check, a big dose of what can we get done Um, Yes, I am Republican-leaning conservative, but I'm also a pragmatist. You've got to be able to get things done. You need to deal in real time with real solutions to fix things. What's Einstein's definition of insanity? Doing the same things over and over and over and over again, expecting a different result. We've all heard that, but we don't apply it to politics. Every single person we put in office grows government bigger thinking that will solve it doesn't happen so i had a really great day yesterday and i was on the radio not mine i was being interviewed and the reason they brought me on was to discuss immigration and it was a very very good show but it was also very enlightening different respect two parts first part about the show itself most people, when they hear the buzzword immigration or immigration reform, the very first thing boom, pops to the front of their skull is illegal immigrants. That's what they think. We need, we need to, you know, build the wall, deport people. You know, oh, it's racist. Wants to throw all the Hispanics out. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 To me, that is not immigration reform. That is a small component of it. It is a piece to be considered. But immigration reform is a very, very deep, broad pool. Why do I know this? Because I did research. You can, just like I did. Go back to the Act of 17, Immigration Act of 1790, which kicked it all off. 1882, 1917. 1921, 1952, 1965, 1986, 1990, 1996, all the different reform packages that have been done over the years, new immigration acts. We haven't touched this in 20 years significantly. We tweaked a couple aspects in 2001, 2006 via the homeland security issue. But bank on this. When they designed homeland security, did you know that one of the things when they created it was absolutely not touching immigration? That was one of the mandates. I find that to be stunning, but we'll skip that for now because we're on the clock. So one of the things that people don't understand is the basic premise of immigration, and I'm just going to take a second to say this because it kind of fleshes out the bigger picture. The basic premise of immigration was always America first, was always when people come here as immigrants, it was intended to become citizens. And when they come here to be citizens, they need to be of good standing and assimilate into our culture. So, America first, good standing, and they become like us, assimilate. Does that sound like immigration they talk about now? Let's bring in refugees and not even vet them. Let's have open borders. That to me sounds like let's roll the dice with terrorists. I don't know if that's a very smart plan in 2016. Now the reason I say that is I was speaking to someone. This is point number two. I was speaking to someone at the at the, uh, the radio show, and he happens to be independent. He happens to be a millennial, so younger in school, you know, and really. He's kind of conflicted, and I think he represents a lot of us in the U.S., and he definitely represents a lot of the millennials because that big swath across the bottom age range, that 30 and under crowd, is really, really, really conflicted for various reasons, but there are some commonalities. We're going to deal with that today because it's important, and I think that common frustration has an answer. If you can see it, and there are a couple of reasons they can't see it yet. So we were talking, and I'm like, "What politically? What, where are you going? You know, I haven't seen him in a couple of months, so this is, you know, kind of an update." And he goes, "Oh, just don't like either one." You know, so we kind of discussed it a little bit, and he has reasons why he doesn't like either major candidate. So he's kind of thinking third party. He's kind of thinking stay home. He's still on the fence. You know, he, he's what I call a gettable vote. He's willing to listen to the candidates because he hasn't heard what he needs to hear yet. And he has reasons to not go toward anybody, but he doesn't have a really huge reason to go toward somebody else. Makes sense, right? And that's a lot of us right now. Because right now, there's a chunk that loves Hillary, and a chunk that hates Hillary. There's a chunk that loves Trump, and there's a chunk that hates Trump. Then there's another chunk. It's smaller than the other two, but it's a very sizable, and it will dictate this election. Undecided. And that undecided is a very, very big group, and it's made up of independents and millennials for the most part. So What would get that millennial vote? What would get that independent vote? So my thought is this election is going to come down to three core topics, economy, immigration, national security. And if you are a millennial, with age comes wisdom. That's almost an ironclad rule. The longer you live, the more you've been around the block, the more blocks you go around, guess what? With age comes wisdom. Doesn't make us perfect, but with age, we've been there, done that. If you haven't been there, done that, you kind of have ideals as opposed to reality. You have delusions of grandeur as opposed to the reality of what could happen, what needs to happen. The cause effect just doesn't click with you. You're more dream and ideal oriented. But there's also another problem with this particular pool of talent we call millennials and yes they hate that term so i apologize in front of it i happen to work with a boatload of millennials so i have to understand them to manage them i happen to know a lot of millennials and they all have certain core things in common although none of them can be cookie cuttered they are not into owning things they're into sharing things they want memories and to be able to share They're not joiners. They're not Republican or Democrat. They're independent. They want to think for themselves. They want to be sold and swayed. They want to be incorporated. They want to be brought into consideration. They're also, and this is a little counterintuitive, they're also disruptors. They have a streak in them. They want to be a little different, right? They like their pierces, their tattoos. What are tattoos? It's body art. What's body art? It's probably memories or things of importance to you that you want to literally – you've heard the term wear wear your heart on your sleeve? They take it literally. They have sleeves that are their heart. If you pay attention, you can understand them by what's literally painted on their bodies. That's not all, but that's a big chunk of it. They're very, very independent in thought. They don't think like we've always thought. They don't play by the quote-unquote rules. How do I mean that? Think back when you were a little kid. Oh, okay, if you happen to be in the, oh, I don't know, 50-plus crowd. If you had a TV, how many channels did you have when you were little? Three, five, seven, something like that, right? As you get toward the younger vein, okay, what happened? Cable came along. Whoosh, whole bunch of stations. Woo, you can you can see anything 24/7. Whoa, that's great. Hold on a second. But the rules change for this particular age group. They don't watch TV like we watch TV. They don't watch cable like we watch cable. They don't do things the way we do things. They're a cell phone demographic. They string things. They build their own stations. They watch what they want to watch, and they bring content in from a whole bunch of sources that fits their wants, needs, desires. They tailor for themselves as opposed to having it tailor-made for them and being told what they need to watch and define time frame. Interesting, right? And that disrupts the media spectrum. It disrupts content. It's very tough. To categorize something that doesn't play by rules. Disruptors, right? So if you understand that, you're not dealing with a perfect sphere that you can see. That's a defined shape. Cloud. It is this big, fluffy, irregular shaped Moving all the time into different shapes and sizes. Age grouping. And if you understand that about them, you can speak their language a lot easier. But there are a lot of reasons that people of this age are very frustrated, and that comes from the ripple of what's always been. Think about if you're 30, you're 30 and under. Think about what you're facing right now, bulk of which still live with mommy and daddy, and if you're them – that's aggravating. You just finished college, or you're in college, and you know what I have to look forward to? whole bunch of student loan debt. You know what happens, have, you have to have to pay that off, right? We call it a job. Note you know what your outlook is after college? Bleak. There's a huge chunk of millennials that cannot get a real job, cannot get a job that they want to get, and cannot Simply go pursue the life that they would like to go pursue in whatever way that makes them happy. So where does that put us? The millennial wants to have those things addressed and fixed. Why do you think they were so in, just enamored with Bernie Sanders? Because he was willing to change the system. They liked that about Trump to a point because they like him as being an – and, uh, an advocate for change. What's always been, that was for their grandparents. That's for us. That's not for them. The next generation, this new generation of voters, wants to change how we do things because it directly affects them now and them and their future. Take a poll right now, this split second. I, I dare you to. Do it with 30 and unders. You know what they're going to say? Very low expectation to get a job. Can't buy a home. I'm either renting or I'm at home with my parents still. I need to go live for memories because I can't afford to go and have real things. I can't be an owner. I can't be a real player. And that's frustrating to them. They hear all this distractionary talk and none of it fixes core things they also don't like people being picked on so when people talk about immigration they hear racist when they hear racist they go i can't believe you do that that's just mean that's hate speak they also don't like quote-unquote closed borders right oh well you're singling people out we want better for all of us why are you excluding people go back to what i said earlier with age comes wisdom sometimes we don't know what we don't know let's say that one again sometimes we don't know what we don't know and once in a blue moon someone says it it hits us and we go ah that makes total sense so going back to yesterday so in about 45 seconds, I rattled off the three priorities, economy, immigration, national security, and tailor-made it for the millennial that he was. He looked at me. He was like, makes total sense. I totally agree with that. What you think about that? It's not he didn't want to do it. He didn't think of it in the way that I said it. So now, segue, I can't spell it, but I can use that word. Let's talk about our two candidates. You have two candidates and two candidates only in this race. It's called binary. I love when they use words like that. There's two people. It's a two-horse race. Yes, you have Johnson and Stein. They are irrelevant. They are 10% or under, okay, probably combined in the national election. They will distract from the discussion. They will not be a real player to win. Binary. Two horse race, Clinton, Trump. So let's discuss both candidates very briefly and kind of paint this. She, 100%, has been defined in her 35 plus year career of public office. She is establishment. She is 100% defined by everything she's ever done. You cannot look at her and say, oh, she's pro-growth. She's pro-big government. Nothing she's ever done is pro-growth. She is not good for national security. Look at everything she's always done in national security. Besides put the world on fire, you can't make the case that she's pro-national security. You can't do it. She is pro-Wall Street, pro-hedge fund, pro-establishment, pro-big government, pro-higher taxes. That is exactly what she is, and everything she's always done, past and present, is absolutely in that very, very hard-defined circle. Okay, go to Trump. He is the most irregular beast. I've ever come across in politics. He's been doing this for about 13 months now. He is awkward. He's uncomfortable. He gets distracted. He is bombastic in his personality, and he is bombastic in how he says things. And when he does that the wrong way, it's just awkward, and the media eats it up in a frenzy. I call it distraction. It's not meaningful, but it gets him off message. Mr. Trump, if you're listening right now, make me a promise. Get away from social, get away from personal, and discuss economy, immigration, national security, or let somebody else say the crap you want to say. But stay focused, stay passionate, and be specific about your solutions to those three, and you will absolutely win, and this is why. The independents and millennials and the undecideds all want things solved. They all believe in the economy and immigration and national security being the core issues of our day. So here's what you're going to say. If you're a millennial, you need to understand how the economy works for you or against you. You already have roughly $75,000 of debt dumped on you because of past presidents overspending big government. Congratulations, you are officially underwater. You haven't even started life yet, and you're already underwater. You are absolutely dealing with bankruptcy in Social Security in about 2029, 2031. And when that happens, you will be paying into a system from which you will get nothing. Dealing with a government that spends more money than it ever takes in as far back until the Bush administration – You are dealing with a nation that's been nothing but at war since you came of age to start remembering politics. Things need to change. There's no version of staying the course we're on that succeeds. There's no version of having anemic under 2% growth, which is what we've been averaging – By the way, averaging since Obama took over, you cannot do that and create jobs. You need to accelerate the velocity of the economy. You cannot do that by raising taxes. Raising taxes kills the economy, puts us in recession, and forces the government to spend more money to stimulate the very thing it just crushed to think differently you need to be a disruptor you need to spend less at the federal level and excite the economy on the private local national level reduce taxes that is in fact the trump plan you can go through a better way kevin brady plan chairman of the house means committee ways and means committee okay to get there you can tweak it to the trump plan but that's a piece of it you need to reduce the regulations on businesses which constrict their ability to actually do business you need to get out of the markets and let the markets decide winners and losers don't you want to have an equal playing field as opposed to play against a stacked deck if you don't want to be excluded yourself or have other people excluded, how can you support a government who picks the winners and losers at, at, that le- at that level? That's exactly what President Obama and Hillary Clinton do. They pick winners and losers. And i got a tip for you. It's not you. You're not the 2% they go fight for. Donald Trump is the advocate of change to fix the economy to get you the job you, will, you want to get. The ACA or Obamacare is absolutely killing full-time job employment. It's incentivizing part-time jobs. That's a statement of fact. Repeal it or you won't get a full-time job. You can put something in its place that's a variation of it to offset some of the huge issues we need to deal with. But at no point is this Neanderthal beast called Obamacare – Healthy for the economy or the future of the U.S., and for you specifically as a millennial. Because I had a tip for you. I'm north of 50. My fate is sealed. I fight for my boys, and I fight for you. And if we don't change course, you will pay the burden that your grandparents and parents didn't pony up for in a fair way. That's a statement of fact. You get stuck with the check. You are playing musical chairs. And you're going to lose unless you choose to change course. You need to disrupt, and disrupt only means Trump. There's no version where Hillary Clinton will change anything. She's the status quo in the economy. She's absolutely more of the same. And what more of the same is, proven it doesn't work. She will kill an economy not excited. Why? Because she's never done business and never understood it and her core belief in her heart of hearts and the way she's been defined in 35 plus years is that bigger government solves everything and remember this there's no such thing as a free lunch and no such thing as free tuition she and obama both signed off on free tuition tuition you know what they didn't tell you who's going to pay for it there's no such thing as free tuition or free lunch Unless you're willing to define who's going to pay for it, you're just simply pandering to the masses. So be bolder, be brighter than that. Define yourself in this election and vote for change. Immigration, the core belief of immigration, okay, is one America first. Every single, every single immigration act defines it. We've always protected ourselves from something. Going back to the original Immigration Act, it was white man in good standing. Now forget the racial crap about the white man. Go to what the other piece is. In good standing. 1917. You know what we protect ourselves from? From influenza. Right. Flu. We want to die. All the way through 1920s, 1952. Okay? You could not be from a radical nation. You could not be from a radical religion. You could not be from something that would put harm to us in America. And it was always voiced, all the way through every immigration act, to assimilate to our culture. Good standing, America first, and assimilate to what we do. The two plans on the table, Trump's and Hillary's, okay, are both incomplete – and borderline incompetent. But one is horrific. And it just – I'll state it this way. In a nutshell, his plan is build a wall, enforce the laws, establish the border. That's a nutshell. Her plan is families first. Okay? Go back to what I just told you. By the way, what I told you was a statement of fact about immigration history. America first. Good standing. Assimilate. Her focus is on families first, and although wonderfully compassionate, I want you to understand what she's doing. She's focusing on the immigrant. That is completely insane when you're dealing with immigration reform. You can't focus on the immigrant and what's good for them because inherently what are you doing? Exposing America to risk, exposing America to cost, whether it be life, liberty, or culture shift. She's not saying assimilate to us. She's saying we'll become you. Come in no matter what. We'll be good for you. That's against everything in the hundreds of year history of immigration. But that's how she thinks. Think about her foreign policy. What's good for that country is her focal point. She doesn't think America first. I'm not sure if she thinks about America. She's made $100 million being in politics and that's not what the job is. She hasn't served us. She's served herself. So you need to change the way the game is played. His plan at least focuses on the right things, meaning America first. He needs to dig deeper, and I think he will in the next three to four weeks. But at least he has the right focus. That's nothing against anybody else, but it's always America first. Always protect ourselves. Always do the right thing with people in good standing that are going to assimilate into our culture. We've got a wonderful melting pot of diversity. We should incorporate that and build that out safely and the right way in keeping with our history. And lastly, national security, which is is a focal point. If you're a millennial, there's no way you can have freedoms and liberties all the way through your life to go any direction you choose to go unless we have a safe environment to do it in. You can't travel because you'll be kidnapped, killed, held hostage, or beheaded. You can't walk into a major a concert, a sporting event, without thinking terrorism might blow this building up. We might be a soft target at the airport. You can't live life that way. What we do doesn't work. We need to change our path on national security. And national security also takes on a different twist. When you're $19 trillion in national debt and $4 trillion in debt the Fed, and you have a whole bunch of unfunded liabilities, what would it take to crash the U.S. economy and put us at risk in that way? Who holds our national debt, and how much influence do they gain because of it? Those three core issues will dictate your future, your life, your opportunities. I want you to be a disruptor. I want you to invoke change. I want you to have whatever it is life chooses for you. But one, vote. Two, Trump is your only option if you truly want to have any kind of a life moving forward. She is the establishment. She is big government. She is Wall Street money. She's been bought and paid for. That is me. That's not me, the campaigner, saying that. That is me just literally looking at 35-plus years of history that she's defined herself by. Do research. You'll find the same thing. With age comes wisdom. And hopefully, in listening to FixedNation.com, you, you've understood that today. To all millennials and independents, I encourage you to do research and vote. And please, if you're listening to this message, please grab the link from Blog Top Radio or fixnation.com, and please send it to all the millennials and independents you can to spread the message. Take care. Have a great night. God bless.